and welcome to Fulcrum Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. Episodes will typically be uploaded every Monday and any changes to that schedule will be posted on our Twitter and TikTok at Fulcrum Pod and on Instagram at Fulcrum Podcast. So be sure to follow us on any of those for previews and information about upcoming episodes. Hi, my name is Sage. I use she, they pronouns and you can find me on TikTok and on Twitter at Sage Sindula. Hi, my name is Claire and my pronouns are she, her. You can find me on TikTok at Claire Kenobi and on Twitter at Corky Kenobi. Today for our Girl Boss of the Week, it is just Claire and I, um, and we are talking about one of our favorites, uh, Miss Harrison Dula. I don't think that um, I'm going to make it, to be honest. <laughs> to be honest, I don't think I'm going to make it through our conversation. Bestie, <laughs> why are you talking? <laughs> he heard us talking about Hera and was like, I have things to say. <laughs> He said, can I be on the fulcrum transmission, please? Yes, this week is Chopper. Uh, but yeah, Harrison Dola, most popularly known from Star Wars Rebels. Uh, and if you haven't watched Star Wars, Star Wars Rebels, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. Anyways, that was kind of rude. Sorry. Um, but yeah, she's also in um, one of my favorite Star Wars books ever, A New Dawn, uh, If Midnight Horizon and didn't exist it would be my favorite star wars book ever i think love love midnight horizon glad it exists just putting that out there she's also shows up in a few comics um and she's kind of everywhere to be honest she has appeared in multiple things um where my harrison duela novel is i don't know um waiting for that to come out but yeah we're gonna have a good discussion today and i'm gonna try not to cry I think her first chronological appearance is technically in the Clone Wars um, when she's like a little baby or I guess like a toddler and she's just kind of there. But that's when we really get introduced to um, more specifically her dad, Sham Syndulla, who is a very interesting person. And like we've now seen him sort of at some different stages where like we saw him there and the main premise um, in that arc, it was like the main Ryloth arc, is that the Jedi need Sham and his like freedom fighters to help them out to like um keep Ryloth out of separatist control and he's a little reluctant to help because he doesn't want like a military occupation on Ryloth but he does end up helping them and then we see him again in the Bad Batch and that's I love those episodes so much but that's beside the point um the Bad Batch is also chronologically then um Hera's next appearance unless I don't think I'm missing anything and basically at this point the empire has just taken over and the empire is keeping clone forces stationed on ryloth which is like the opposite of what sham and his people wanted but at this point he's sort of like we fought for freedom and to like we fought for the fighting to end and now we're there so like yeah we didn't really want these clones here but like i'm gonna prioritize like my family over continuing this fight um and i think the main thing that like is important to note about Sham and like what um, Hera gets from him is the leadership ability that he has because like even at this time in the Bad Batch that we see him like the people of Ryloth look to him for like to show them what way to go forward and like to show them what to believe in and what to fight for um, which is why he's so valuable to the Empire because the people of Ryloth would do what he says and they respect him a lot and he was a very good leader to them. And obviously going forward, one of Hera's like greatest strengths is her leadership abilities. And that's definitely something that she gets from her dad. And she even, I think like says that to him in the Rebels episode, the first Rebels episode he shows up in, she like thanks him basically for like always like demonstrating good leadership and like teaching those values to her. And so I think that's probably like one of the most notable connections between the two of them, but also just like Sham Syndulla and like the way that he raised her and also her mother Eleni Syndulla and like the fact that she grew so up and sexy <laughs> yeah I'm sorry that was no you're right I though I kind of thought that I was still muted I'm not gonna lie <laughs> not to interrupt no, you with we that. have to say it though she is hot and sexy <laughs> loved her in the bad batch yeah um <laughs> but she like Hera just she grew up like I said like among a lot of fighting and so from a very young age she knew that like she wanted to get involved and she also had this love of flying and like that ends up being the thing that propels her to leave Ryloth and to like 
start her own little rebel cell and takes her to the place that we see her towards like the end of rebels where she's in like leadership positions um but it all kind of started when she was very young and ryloth became like a key point of fighting in the clone wars yeah i think that every time i think about uh harris and doula and her upbringing i always think about the rebels episode where um we're introduced to her and thrawn um and he he says this line that's somewhat along the lines of uh like you were born into war ow okay i guess uh that made me super sad because it's so true um all she knew growing up, you know, she's what, like 10 years old, maybe uh, at the start or where we see her in the Bad Batch. Um, so she really grew up during this era of war and um, in which Ryloth became, like you said, a super important part to the Clone Wars. And with her father leading it, that's all she knew. Um, and then, of course, it, that is also where like they kind of her and her father kind of clash because he he was so invested in freeing Ryloth and she was like okay but I'm seeing the bigger picture here um and part of me wants to say that a lot of that had to do um with Omega and and the Bad Batch in general and kind of seeing like huh like the galaxy is actually a lot bigger than just Ryloth um and me and my family and my little droid uh anyways had to bring up chopper there for a second sorry and (laughs) um she starts out you know she's grown up in war and it's all she knows and she wants a better future just like her father really wondering what happened to her mom to be honest uh because that also like has affected her and her life and we know that from the from rebels and from just context in general um in the Women's of the Galaxy like book that has all the like cute pictures of uh, girl bosses. Anyways, in that book, it does say that Eleni Sindula did die in the Clone Wars. And so when she showed up in the Bad Batch, I was like, wait a second, who is this? Who is this? Because I was obviously under the impression that she would have been dead by now. Glad she was alive. So glad that we saw her. Um, I want more. I just don't want to see her die. Yeah, I definitely thought she was going to pass away in that bad badge. Literally, I was, I do remember something that I said. I was like, wow, at least if she dies, it's probably going to be Crosshair who kills her. And then we can all finally agree to hate Crosshair. <laughs> um, anyways, back to Harris and Dula. Um, I think, you know, her next appearance is in A New Dawn um, after the bad badge, chronologically. A New Dawn. What a, what a good read. I think it takes place in um, 11 BBY. Uh, it takes place prior to the first, or prior to Thrawn Alliances, and I think after the first Thrawn book, if you've read the Thrawn books. Um, that's where we're introduced. I feel like the novel is more of a Kanan Jarrus novel, as it should. I mean, love him to death. He's the only man, actually. Uh, <laughs> at least the only one that matters. <laughs> and, you know, he, uh, but he, this is where he meets Harris and Dola, um, and they meet in just the most perfect way. And maybe unpopular opinion, I do think that this is like the best versions of both of their characters. Um, I think that we get really a lot more nuance into their relationship. Uh, you don't have to dig as much as you do in Rebels. Um, Speaking of which, we're already breaking our chronological order here, but I was also under the impression that in Rebels, like season one and two, Hera and Kanan were already together. Like, no, I was literally, I had a conversation about this with someone recently who was like just now watching Rebels and they were like, are they already dating? And I was like, (laughs) like, literally like in the first episode she's like calling him love and stuff and like yeah. obviously like when I watched that I had not read a new dawn yet and so I was just like yeah they're and like I knew they were a couple just based on like people talking about them so I was like yeah they're dating and then like later it becomes a thing of them like kind of getting together and I was like wait yeah they have not been dating this whole time the way that she was like I it took me so long to say I love you and I was like what <laughs> was this not a thing like were you guys not already married I am confused anyway yeah, the part where Kanan like t- is trying to talk to her and she's like Kanan you know how I feel about you and I was like yeah 
because you guys have been dating. Really? Do I know? And I was like, Kanan, you should. We all do. Like, (laughs) maybe that's just him being a stupid boy. Anyways, um, I love a new Dawn so much. I really like. I just think it's so funny seeing like Kanan at like the beginning of that book versus where he is in Rebels and it's all because of Hera she really yeah. was like I can fix him and then and did. then she did <laughs> so she true did. of her um it's literally so funny like I just love them so much and yeah like you said like it does give us a lot more of like a deeper look into their relationship and like it's at a slightly earlier time so they're both a little bit different than they are when we see them in Rebels um and the one thing that like is very interesting about the relationship that we see like starting off here is the fact that like Kanan doesn't really want to get involved in like a larger rebellion especially because like at the time we see him in a new dawn he's really just trying to survive and like not let people know that he is a former Jedi um and Hera on the other hand like really does want to get involved which like you said is like one of the reasons why she clashes with her father is because he's like you should be prioritizing like freeing Ryloth and she wants to go out and join the larger rebellion and like get involved on more of like a galaxy-wide level rather than just her um her home planet and it's like even in Rebels like this is a big thing when they first join up with like um Phoenix Squadron or like when Hera is like hey look at all these other rebels that we're gonna help Kanan's kind of like I like it better when it's just like our little squad doing things and like helping people on a smaller level and they definitely do like but heads on that multiple times throughout the series and it is really interesting how like even though Kanan does not want to be a part of something like that he still is like desperately wants to help people and like their desire to help people is sort of what brings them together in the first place and is like one of the more consistent points of their relationship even when they're like not agreeing on specific things that they're doing yeah and that's kind of just what like brings them together in the first place too I remember in a new dawn um I really don't want to get into like Kanan's character because I, I know I'm trying so all day <laughs> but there is a line where he's like I don't just go around helping people and uh Zaluna's like yeah you do actually I I literally watch you on cameras all day it's kind of my job um and you just help people all the time and he's like no I don't and Hera's like hmm interesting I might be able to use this later and then she does. And then she's like, wait, you actually do like to help people. And that's like completely what brought them together. Um, and they, you know, were successful on course. Um, and Kanan was kind of like, oh, maybe I don't need to be alone forever uh, and be an alcoholic. Uh, and maybe I just like this girl. And Hera's is like, hmm. I think that you want to help people because you are a Jedi. Love that for them. Um, I just love that Hera is like, yeah, Kanan's a Jedi. And what about it? (laughs) That's my favorite thing ever. Okay, moving sort of chronologically um, onto like the start of Rebels um, is when they obviously, by this point, the ghost crew consists of Hera, Kanan, Chopper, Ezra, not Ezra, Zeb, and Sabine. (laughs) Oh boy. Anyway, and this is where they meet Ezra. Um, And like one of my favorite parts of that first sort of like two-part episode is when um, I think it's Kanan and Zeb and Sabine are all like sort of walk into this imperial trap and Hera is like, I have to stay on the ship to be ready to leave. So Ezra, you have to go in and warn them. And Ezra is like, why would I stick my neck out for a bunch of people I just met? And Hera is like fully talks to him for like one minute and he's like, you're right. And like runs in to save them. And it's such a good scene for Ezra too. But again, not to start talking about other Rebels characters. Um, (laughs) But it's also just a great scene for Hera because like it is really that like leadership thing that I was talking about where like Ezra, like from the very first minute he meets them is like respects her and like values her thoughts even though they have just met each other and she also sees the good and the best in Ezra like right from the first time they meet and she has the same way with like all the other members of the crew where she like 
can see that they are good people and that they just want to help people and sort of like brings out that side of them and that's why she is able to go on and be so successful in the rebellion and why she like gets promoted so quickly is because she really is good at like bringing people into the cause and like showing them why it's important and convincing them to do the right thing. Something that I love about Hera's character is that she is very consistent um, and which doesn't mean that she doesn't have like arcs, right? She has lots of character development through everything that she's in. Um, but the thing that remains consistent about her is that she is a good leader and that she brings people together. Uh, we see that even in the Bad Batch when she's a literal child, she, you know, pretty much convinces the Bad Batch to help her free her parents. Uh, and obviously Omega helped with that, but um, which you know what? They are just so perfect. I, Jennifer Corbett, I love you. Yes, I have issues with the Bad Batch. And yeah, I do have some issues with some of the writing in the Bad Batch, particularly regarding Echo, but that's not what we're talking about today. What we are talking about is Harrison Dula. Um, The fact that her and Omega were written just as two kids, just as two girls who were so had just like healthy friendship just right off the bat it is so how teenage not teenage children act um and also the fact that you could get that childish just like wonder and curiosity that Hera had as a kid and also have her character be so like close to the core of what Hera is in Rebels and where we see her everywhere else you know she's super hopeful she wants to bring people together she's fighting for what's right um and she is being a badass at like 10 years old literally so true of you Hera I literally think about that scene every single day where they're like sitting on the marauder and Omega's like yeah like that's where I sleep and Hera's like you get to live on a starship that's my dream and like oh my god literal tears every single time like sometimes I'll just go watch that scene and just like cry because it's so I just love them yeah Hera and Omega I really hope we see more of the two of them together because they're just besties and again like it's so nice to see like two children in the midst of all these terrible things that are happening to both of them just be able to take a moment and like be children together and that's not something we see a lot of in Star Wars like barely any of Um, And it was really great to see, like, especially in that context, and especially because, like, you know, Omega spends all her time with the Bad Batch, who, although they are technically younger than her, also (laughs) she doesn't have, like, friends her age. Um, And so getting to see her and just getting a same, Hera's sort of the same way, like, we don't really see her hanging out with, like, other kids from Ryloth, like, she might sometimes, we just haven't seen that much. Um, But it was great to get to see her be like, okay, even though she's like actively helping like um get the empire off of her planet as they're like actively taking over but she still gets to have a moment to be like yeah and I want to be a pilot when I grow up and talk to another girl about it and it's so great and then to see like to watch that with the context of knowing that she does become a pilot and get to live on her own ship and like fight for the rebellion it's so much I love that scene so much it is so good um yeah and the fact that she did, like you said, get what she wanted, the, you know, she has had an incredibly difficult life, right? You know, she grew up in war, her brother died, uh, and she has been fighting ever since. You know, she has, is not toxically hopeful, but she's also not, like, super callous, like Kanan has become, you know? Um, She's kind of just feels her way through her own life and finds the good in everyone around her and she has a purpose and she feels and when she feels like she can do something about it that's what gives her just the joy and the purposeful like feeling that she has all the time which is why she ends up joining up with different cells and with phoenix squadron but um i think that her life she has built for herself is so interesting to me because she obviously has a lot of family problems. It's only her and her dad now. And she moved away from him to go fight in this rebellion. And then she creates her own family, 
we talk about found family a lot on this podcast um, because, well, we're queer people. Anyways, I do think, though, that the found family in Rebels is the best found family in Star Wars. I'm not even going to argue. It's just perfect. Um, maybe up there with um, the Starhopper Padawans. Besides High Republic <laughs> mentioned, there I go, I guess. Anyways, um, I do think that, you know, she has this, not only this leadership, but she also has this like nurturing, like motherly care to her. And yeah, she's a mother later on. Um, Jason Sindula will get to him, unfortunately. <laughs> so sorry. Um, but, you know, she brings in Sabine, who is a teenager. She brings in um, Ezra, who's also a kid slash teenager when we first meet him and they become just as much of her family as anyone who would be blood related and I just think that's so special and the fact that you know she can be this badass determined strong-willed woman and also have this like nurturing caring side to her and you know be protective of the people that she loves amazing she is divine femininity I don't even care I'm literally like how how are you so perfect anyways I think that Harrisonville is some of the best representation of women in Star Wars but yeah her family that she's created for herself who end up you know they all have this common goal right they all want to defeat this empire even Kanan you know at towards the end of his arc is like you know what the this is really important work that we're doing it's not just you know stealing a few things to stick it to the empire this is we're a part of something bigger um which is fantastic for his arc as an ex-jedi but not getting into that um (laughs) you know i but then even though they have this common goal they all just are so connected to each other and that's all because of Hera, you know and that's all because of the family that she's built in the home that she's built for people who don't have a home. Um, maybe, maybe I just love her so much. <laughs> One thing that I like love that we see a lot of in Rebels is because at this point, like Hera and Kanan are basically Ezra and Speen's parents. Like they're literally raising them and Hera is really good at that. And Kanan, not so much at the beginning, like, especially with Ezra, like he doesn't really know what he's doing. And Hera is always kind of there to be like, here's how to get through to him. Or like, I'm specifically thinking of my literal favorite Rebels episode and just like Star Wars thing in general is Trials of the Darksaber. And one of my favorite scenes is when Kanan like calls Hera, who's back at the ship. And he's like, yeah, I'm like really struggling. And like Sabine's just not getting these things. And Hera is like, you have to get through to her the way that works for her, not for you. And basically like walks him through it. And then right after that, he takes her advice. And that is when Sabine is finally able to be successful because Hera just knows her so well and like knows what is going to motivate her. And like, not saying that Kanan is like bad or whatever, that he like doesn't know her or anything, but it's just like Hera has this like particular ability to motivate people um, and to like, really understand the people that she surrounds herself with in a way that is beneficial to like her as a leader and her in being able to like get people to serve this cause that is so important but also to the people around her which is why everyone in the ghost crew loves Hera so much is because she really like gets who they are and is not trying to like change them to make them suit her cause better but like using the skills that they already have in a way that is going to be most valuable to them and also to the fight against the empire. Maybe, maybe I'm going to talk about Chopper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, for our listeners who don't follow me on TikTok, maybe you should at Sage and Dula. Anyways, um, <laughs> I think that you all know by now Chopper is one of my favorite Star Wars characters in general. And I think that his relationship to Hera is so... I'm going to start crying. Fuck. (laughs) Sorry, I don't really say that word on this podcast, but not keeping it family friendly anymore. Um, (laughs) I need to calm down. This is ridiculous. He is literally a bucket of bolts. I can't. Hera, as a child, during the Clone Wars, pulled 
chopper out of the wreckage of a downed starship. Yes, chopper fought in the Clone Wars. We always remember this. He is a literal war veteran, as he should. Anyways, um, literally rebuilt him and made this connection to Chopper. Uh, and we know that, you know, he is one of her children too. He is just as much a part of the ghost crew as the, as the people are. But I think that was, you know, I loved seeing them in the Bad Batch because you could really tell just how much Hera literally loves him. Um, and how important that is to her character, you know. Chopper is symbolic of um, Hera's ability to build things and to keep people who have lost their hope hopeful and keep going and fight for something bigger. Uh, and I just think about that sometimes and start crying because that is um, really adorable. And he's also just the funniest, cutest little war criminal. And maybe I'm in love with him. That's all. That's all I had to say. Uh, but yeah, I think that, you know, we've been talking a lot about her leadership skills, but um, and her ability to bring family together. But yeah, I just think that Chopper's character and the fact that, you know, she literally built him up from what would be considered a droid's rock bottom, I guess, is being pretty much decommissioned. Uh, but yeah, that's just how to bring that up because I... Why was Chopper not in a new dawn? That's what I want to no, know. No, literally. <laughs> I was thinking about that when I was rereading. Yeah, I was like, where is Chopper? Mm-hmm. She, she should like, be here. Chopper, stay on the ship. No. no. <laughs> okay. You know what, though? It's really a good thing that Chopper was not there because I think that him and Skelly would have literally <laughs> gotten into a fist fight. I, maybe I want to get into a fist fight with Skelly. Actually, something about a new dawn is. A New Dawn is the first book that I've ever read where I went from absolutely despising a character to absolutely loving them at the end. And that was Skelly. I literally at the end was like sobbing when he died. And I was like, how is this yeah. I literally hated you in the beginning. No, because anyway. in the beginning when Kanan like punches him in the face, I was like, yeah, yes, as he should. Yeah. And then at the end, I was like, actually, maybe I care about it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> There are so many characters in A New Dawn that I just, like, don't think about. But then when I'm, like, rereading it or just, like, thinking about them, I'm like, there were some good characters in here. Most of them Ray passed Sloan. away. But, like, yeah. Sloan being in that book. Everything. Okay. I don't want to keep talking about Kanan, but I do think the funniest <laughs> thing ever is, like, the literally the first scene that we see him as an adult when he's, like, flying and Ray Sloan, like, um, comes into his ship and he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, what are you wearing? <laughs> In Rebels, I when I watched Rebels, I like okay, I went into Rebels having a super biased opinion about it because my best friend like hates Rebels and she was like, This show sucks, don't even watch it. And then I was like, Okay, but it's Star Wars, I have to watch it, I have to know literally everything about this. And then I watched it and I was like, This is actually the best show ever. And sorry you disagree. Anyways, um, but I read a new, but I didn't, I loved Kanan, but I loved Hera more. Mm-hmm. And then I read A New Dawn and I was like, oh my God, maybe Kanan is my favorite Jedi. Maybe I'm literally in love with him. I think that, okay, A New Dawn came out in 2014. That was eight years ago. <laughs> Just by the way, that's disgusting. I hate that. <laughs> um, I would have been 12 years old. If I had read this book as a 12 year old, I think I would have came out as bisexual a lot sooner. <laughs> that's all I have to say Uh, if you're bisexual and you haven't read a new dawn I have a treat for you (laughs) that's all no but like rebels was made for gay people it literally is made for gay people I'm just like literally I that's like literally like there's so many star wars things where I'm like this was made for gay people but like rebels is on a different level I know Kanan and Hera are like a straight couple quote-unquote but they're both bi. It's yeah. just a bi for bi couple. Like they're just, mm, maybe that means everything to me personally. <laughs> I forgot where we were. I don't even know. <laughs> I don't um, think I don't think we were going chronological. I started talking about Chopper and then everything went to shit. <laughs> so Ezra joins them. They're just like hanging out. And then, oh, and then they we sort of talked a little bit about Phoenix Squadron already, but like that's 
well before that even um end of season one Kanan gets captured um and Fulcrum aka Sogatano my love basically is like (laughs) sorry for your loss but you know what (laughs) (laughs) sorry it's like sorry for Can you go one episode without you mentioning Ahsoka Tano. Okay, please. listen. Um, <laughs> she's relevant, so you're gonna hate me in like one minute because I know where I'm going with this train of thought. <laughs> so basically, um, Ahsoka tells Hera like not to go after Kanan, and Hera like n- like knows Ahsoka is reliable at this point. It's like as much as I want to, I'm not going to go after him. And Ezra and Sabine and Zeb are like, "What are you talking about? We are going after Kanan." Um, and then Hera kind of eventually like caves in once she sees that they have like this whole plan and it's like a good plan. And so then they do save Kanan. And then this is when they like officially really become a part of Phoenix Squadron, aka Bail Arcana's Rebels. <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> which <laughs> I was like, it's either gonna Thank be you. Bail Organa or Kanan Lardy, <laughs> which one? <laughs> yes, but anyway. Continue. Bail Organa mentioned done. Now I can rest. Anyway, so <laughs> they join up with Phoenix Squadron, and this is when we see Ahsoka again, and I go insane because I love her. Um, and also, like, this is when we really start to see that sort of like disagreement between Kanan and Hera, because Kanan is like, I don't really want to be a part of this rebel cell. I just want to like keep doing our own thing. And, like, this was never really about joining some, like, giant cause. It was just about, like, helping people on a smaller scale. And Hera's like, okay, but the way for us to help those people is to do it on a larger scale. And, like, yeah, it's, like, the work they've been doing is obviously very important. But Hera knows that they can do a lot more if they, like, get involved with this larger rebellion that's been formed by this point. And then, obviously, like, she, her and the Ghost Crew are, like, a very crucial part of phoenix squadron like they do so much with them and like a lot of their like biggest successes are thanks to the ghost crew and more specifically thanks to Hera, because like this is the point where we really see that like Hera is the one Hera is the leader of this group um even more so than kanan like kanan obviously like specifically when it comes to ezra is very much like a mentor figure but like Hera is the one leading them um and the like the higher ranking people in phoenix squad recognize that and like promote her because of it and so by that point she's no longer leading just her small group but also like a larger group of rebels and they're getting so much stuff done like it she is she is so powerful anyway I don't really remember where my train of thought was going but Hera did so much for the rebellion and I love that for her okay she was on uh not on Scarif actually say <laughs> she was not um <laughs> Hera was at the Battle of Scarif flying the ghost. You can see it in Rogue One. Um, okay, also, sorry, sorry, Rogue One. Chopper was in Rogue One, and I think yeah, that I Yeah, he was. Cried. I cried okay, here's my, like, embarrassing story of the day when, um, I think it was on, like, Disney Plus Day, like, end of last year when they, like, rescreened Rogue One in theaters. The part that I cried the hardest over was literally when they say General Syndulla <laughs> over the intercom. Like, not when everyone literally dies when they yeah. just said Hera's name and I was like that's Hera <laughs> it was yeah. so bad anyway um shout out to Rogue One thank you for feeding Rebels fans true like thank little crumbs but I still appreciate me it. specifically <laughs> yeah like that was actually a gift to me personally so thank you for that um anyways she was also not at the Battle of Yavin but she was there like right after I believe she was also on Hoth which okay i guess um and also at the battle of exegol <laughs> i can't i'm so sorry i'm gonna be really awful right now her she was literally there and down below her was ray skywalker talking to the jedi through maybe the world between worlds we don't know what it was i'm pretty sure it's the world between worlds but you can hear Kane and Jarvis's voice. <laughs> and they were like right there. I'm gonna start crying. I'm gonna literally start crying. Anyways, shout out to the Rise of Skywalker, actually, for my favorite line in any Star Wars movie. Um, 
the one that was said by Kanan Jarrus, which is, in the heart of a Jedi lies her strength. Period, Kanan. You're so true for that. Yeah. Say what you will about the Rise of Skywalker, but that scene where Rey hears all the Jedi, perfection. So good. So good. Yeah, no, that was not a good time for me, actually. Um, I think that I cried so hard. I, like, was like, I'm not watching a Star Wars ever again. <laughs> yeah, I I turned off the movie saying, I'm never watching a Star Wars again. Not because I thought The Rise of Skywalker was bad, but because I cried so hard at Kane and Jarrus's voice uh, that I was thought I was never going to be mentally okay again. <laughs> I might not be, to be honest. Um, it's been a while. Anyways, yeah, Hera's been everywhere. She, now I'm thinking, what if Jason Syndulla was also on the ghost during the Battle of Exegol? And I just don't want to think about that. I think we should decanonize Jason Syndulla personally. I do like, too. I hate people who want to decanonize parts of Rebels, but like, if, it, if we're talking about Jason Syndulla, like, I'm okay with that. Speaking <laughs> of Jason Syndulla, actually, Thrawn mention, I guess. Did Mr. Grand Admiral Mithron Nerodo torture Harrison Dula while she was pregnant? Because okay. I have thought about this before because I like my like I, I don't know, weakness as a Star Wars fan is like that I can never comprehend like timelines. Like you I need to know what year everything takes place in, or else I will have no idea what's going on. So trying to figure that out is like, but like Kanan died literally right after. Yeah, like I'm meet me outside. Maybe maybe I hate. Literally hate. (laughs) Okay, I'm just saying though, and I think about this all the time, and I feel like maybe someone on Twitter said this, which is why I thought about it that. Hera and Thrawn would have been besties if they had met like yes. when Thrawn was still with the Chiss ascendancy and not you're so being right. imperial. You're literally so right. They would have been okay. Maybe we just need to send Harrison Dulles to the Chiss ascendancy because I also think that she would love Arlani. Yeah. I think they would actually any woman in the Chiss ascendancy, Hera would have absolutely loved. Oh, you know what though? Um Gotta bring her up. Chiri is literally the same age as Hera. They were born in the that's same. That's crazy. Um. So where's that novel? Actually, <laughs> that's. Uh. You want to know what novel I want? I want the Chiri and Harris and Dula novel. Uh. Anyways, <laughs> the amount of like young girl bosses who are that same age that I don't even think about because we see them at different ages, is kind of crazy. And I'm like, when are we getting the like crossover event of like. Mm-hmm young girl bosses of the rebellion so off topic we ended up in the chiss ascendancy you know who Hera also interacted with um dr afra i yeah i think about that a lot i do too i think of the one i don't even know which issue it was the cover of like Hera and afra it was number 18 i think Hera in in that like little comic arc is just perfect Anyways, that's all I have to say about it. Like, <laughs> I don't. No. I read it a long time ago. I don't have an in-depth analysis ready, but um, I do know that she was absolutely epic. Um, let's see. They joined Phoenix Squad. I think that's where we were. I know that somewhere in there is when Jamison Dula shows up again. And like, oh my god! And then Numa shows up. Yes. Oh. I okay. <laughs> so Numa showing up in Rebels was actually the most genius thing that I think Dave Filoni's ever done. Two kids who grew up in war, but Numa stayed with Ryloth, whereas Hera left. Oh my god. Amazing, amazing use of... There's another young girl boss who can be friends with all of our others. We're starting a collection. Not gonna lie, because I watched The Clone Wars and I was like, James Adula is kind of cool. And then I watched Rebels and I was like, just kidding because i watched that episode (laughs) literally um when he fully him and his little besties like fully just betray the ghost crew i was like you're done i was like eleni sindula would never have had this no literally never i miss her every single day winner like yeah i i hope maybe they'll just retcon her death (laughs) um but yeah that is a fun episode where 
Jim is there and he's kind of being the worst and they haven't spoken in years because he is all about saving Ryloth and in doing so he kind of like stops paying attention to her basically and like prioritizes like Ryloth and their freedom over his family which is ironic because Hera although she is very involved in the rebellion always takes the time for her family and prioritizes them so true of the writing because it's very interesting to see the difference between them but yeah Shams and Dula kind of the worst in the episode kind of hated him because I am a Hera stan first and so if she doesn't like someone I will not like them that is my rule um <laughs> and also that episode is very funny because Kanan Jarrus really wants to make a good impression on Hera's dad <laughs> as he oh should God, but also, he's like how do I so look funny. and Ezra's like what's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> again like am I and I'm supposed to think they were not dating the entire time um I'm just okay. in love with Kanan anyway maybe we should stop talking about Kanan <laughs> no I keep bringing him up and then I'm like this is not his episode and also I know we're unfortunately going to have to talk about him later. no no <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> anyway do back to Hera I think that every single person needs to watch the rebel short the machine and the ghost and consider it the bible um I think that it is the most important piece of media ever made not just Star Wars just in general it is about Chopper and Hera and Kanan and Hera is flying the ghost uh through a barrage of tie fighters trying to escape and she's like Kanan can you go like ban the gun please like we're gonna literally die it's like five minutes and Hera is just like can you go tell him to be better actually and it's Kanan says I think it's like maybe like tell Hera to fly better I need a good shot and then um anyways maybe they're just married like maybe they're just married and Chopper is their kid I do actually love though how Chopper like is so like snarky and has such an attitude with everyone but then the minute Hera is like Chopper can you do this he's like yes mom yeah (laughs) yeah when they went to go rescue Kanan when Ezra, Sabine, and Zeb went to go rescue Kanan and Chopper was like, I will distract my mom. I know how. Help, I can't stop talking about Chopper during our hair <laughs> episode. I'm pretty sure we're still on season two of Ripples. Yeah, because very end of season one is when, like, Fulcrum they is join. revealed and they join Bail Organa. Anyway. Feel, maybe I'll leave the Zoom call. <laughs> Hera really was not in season, not, not that she wasn't in it but she didn't have very much of an arc in season two right like yeah not all just mall yeah gosh that's her <gasps> my literal favorite but also my enemy little little moment where Kanan's like we'll see each other again and then gets blinded okay and- actually that's a good moment <laughs> to talk about because that's another like Hera wanting like prioritizing her family even in the midst of all of this is because one of the things she says to Kanan in that like goodbye scene that I yeah like you said my literal enemy but makes me cry is when she's like I like I know that you're like facing your own challenges right now but like I wanted us to face them together and now you're like going off on your own with Ezra and uh, I love her and that is such a hero moment of being like I know you're struggling but like let me help. I want to help you. <laughs> I'm gonna cry. She just has like she's just so I don't want to say mature because that's not the word. She's just so emotionally intelligent and so aware of everybody else. You know, mm-hmm. she's never selfish. And um, even when sometimes maybe she should be. Uh, but you know, that's something about her that I love is that she's so selfless. Uh, and that's why she's such a good leader in the rebellion is because you know being a part of the rebellion at its core is saying I'm fighting for everybody else and like I might die and that's okay because it's for the greater good and that is just so you know that's one of the thing about Star Wars that I like love and also like get heartbroken over is because all of the people you know we talked about Jin like two weeks ago and how in the end she was like 
it's okay because look at all these people I helped, you know. That's just something about Hera that I love and that, you know, I just wish that she was treated better. <laughs> I just, uh, we'll get into it. I yeah, know. I think like this like emotional intelligence that you were talking about and that's one of the reasons why I like love Hera and Sabine's relationship because one of Sabine's like main like character traits and things that she struggles with is like identifying and processing her feelings um and Hera like has this ability to like know what Sabine is feeling even before Sabine knows it herself um and it's a lot of the same way with Ezra too I I think it's just like more extreme with Sabine just because of like who she is and what she's been through but like Hera just always knows what is going to make Sabine feel better before Sabine knows it herself and I I love them I can't talk about Sabine I'll cry um that's it they just have a great relationship as does Hera and literally every member of the ghost crew um and I could talk about like her relationship with any of the individual members for a full hour because she just gets them I think that everyone in the ghost crew has severe mommy issues and so they see Hera and they're like oh my god my new mom but is that not all of us like as the audience are we not like oh my god Hera my new mom (laughs) Sabine does really have mommy issues and so does Ezra yeah I love how Zeb is like one of the kids but he's also like older than everyone else in the crew yeah okay that's another thing actually what just happened (laughs) Chopper's arm fell off oh my god it's just like that one rebels episode Remember when remember when Chopper literally ran away and met AP5 and then they became and then boyfriends? They fell in love, yeah. R2D2 and C3PO walked so that Chopper and AP5 could run. You're so right for that. I and how do people hate rebels? No, I'm like, there's literally a queer romance between two droids. <laughs> what else do you want? Now I'm just thinking about Callus and Zeb. I can't do this. Anyway, this is why I can't talk about Rebels because it just spirals. <laughs> I knew as soon as the episode started, I was like, there's no way we're going to start talking about just Hera. Anyway. Yeah, it's fine. It's just our collective Rebels, girl bosses and boy bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But Hera, like, I mean, obviously every no one like fully trusts Callus after he's revealed as Fulcrum because like, why would they? But even right off the bat, Hera is like, yeah and gives him things to do and like values what he has done for them in a way that like not like the others are like being the worst about it but just like Hera goes like that extra mile um and it's like a big part of the reason why Callus ends up feeling so like welcomed and included by the rebellion even like despite his past like and um Hera really like appreciates and sees like the effort that he has put in um as Fulcrum and like to get them this information and eventually like to fully like leave the empire um and like gives him a spot like in their crew at once he like after he stops being a spy and just like fully joins the rebellion which again is just another example of Hera seeing the best in everyone and I love that for her remember when um was it Fen Rao I think it was who just like shot Hera's ship out of the sky (laughs) Yeah, that? because Kara's like literally in a coma for yeah. like a hot sec. Yeah. What was that? I didn't mm-hmm. like it. I didn't like that either. Um, that was when I was like, okay, maybe this show is actually a lot. Um, because Sabine was not happy about that at all, actually. And then they took Fenral prisoners, and then Hera woke up and was like, so we're taking prisoners now. And I just think about that line all the time. Thinking about when Governor Price literally don't invoke Hera. If you if you say the A word, she will appear with her (laughs) fangs, and uh, that's something I can't handle right now. (laughs) She who we shall not speak of. She's not welcome (laughs) on this podcast. (laughs) Remember when she who we shall not speak of was in Thrawn? No, actually, I don't because I skip two (laughs) chapters when I reread it. Mm-hmm. I'll open up the page and it'll say her name and I'm like okay we're just gonna flip past remember when Arinda Price <gasps> I shouldn't have said her name <laughs> remember yeah, she's when gonna like appear in the that. zoom meeting 
<laughs> oh my god this week we're talking oh god, about like harrison the waiting room claire <laughs> remember when she who we shall not speak of literally killed kane and jaris yeah and then through a party and then thrawn showed up and was like what is this fucking bullshit <laughs> yeah oh my god anyway. i think that thrawn secretly shipped canera and then You're right. but she who we shall not speak of killed him I can't think about Thrawn right now. If I think about the Battle of Lothal and Thrawn, I'm going to start talking about Eli Banto. You know who would have loved Harris and Dula if they were on opposite sides of the war? Karen Farrow. You're right. You know what? I'm going to shut up now. Let's talk about Jedi Knight. Not to slander Star Wars on the Star Wars podcast, but we that do that a lot. Every yeah, <laughs> so I'm going to. Um, Can we let a woman... Like, I know that no one is happy, but like... Why are the women always the most traumatized? Like, literally since the very beginning, Leia Organa, girl, you... I'm so sorry, Leia Organa. I, yeah, like, this is my official apology to you for what they did to you because you went through so much. And then they were like, what if we did that to every woman ever? And then we get Harrison Dula. And, and here Hera we are. Hera is, like, <laughs> is literally like I said earlier, some of the best, like, female representation in Star Wars, um, and then they just, like, ran her through the ringer with Kanan's death, um, I don't want to say it was for, uh, a male character's, uh, arc, but it actually totally was, um, Kanan dying was a part of Ezra's arc, you know, and the collateral damage of that was obviously Hera, I do like how they handled her grief, though, and her portrayal of grief is actually really well done. Heartbreaking, but well done. And, you know, at least they, like, gave her this piece of Kanan, Jason Sindula. Why do you look like that? Anyways, uh, I just think that, yeah, we've talked about it before, so I'm not gonna go super into it. But yeah, that's basically my grievance with um, Rebels is why? Like, what was the point of that, you guys? Like, I understand the point narratively, but okay, sure. As if Hera hasn't gone through on that. Like, it's always, it's the same thing with so many female characters in Star Wars where, like, they've been through so much and they're like, what if we just did, like, one more thing? And I'm like, what if we didn't, though? Remember when Chopper, like, held her hand, though? Okay, actually, though, um, because people are like, Jedi Knight is the saddest episode. I'm like, no. It's the one Doom is the saddest episode immediately after yeah. yeah because that's when we see like the fallout of Kanan's death like seeing him die yeah that hurt but like even worse was seeing the rest of them try to deal with it and they're all kind of like they all have each other but they all need to process in their own ways which um like is when we get to see these scenes of Hera and Chopper sort of dealing with it on their own well like we have Ezra and Sabine and Zeb are all kind of like doing their own things which is a really interesting like exploration of grief. Um, but there's a the scene where Hera decides to put like the part of Hanan Hanan yeah. brain the part of Hanan's hologram <laughs> on her calicory, and Aww. she says this one line about how like Kanan never wanted to join the rebellion, and that that's the reason that he is gone now, and like basically like. So almost like personally like blaming herself you know which obviously it's not her fault but like in that moment she's like if we hadn't joined up with the people that we did Kanan wouldn't have had to die um and then she does put him on her calicory and Chopper is there supporting her and that scene I think about it every single day remember when Kanan cut his hair and then and then Hera was like I have something to tell you and you think that she's gonna say I love you and then she goes I hate your hair Remember, okay, remember when Kanan is like, I have a gift for you. And she's like, you haven't gotten me a gift since we first met. And then he gives her the Calicori. Anyway. So actually, remember <laughs> yeah, remember not, when I not, will not be crying? Remember how we were talking about Leia like five minutes ago? I have a confession. Maybe I ship um, Leia and Ezra. Okay, you know what? I see the vision. They have a lot in common. Yeah. Also, when they met in that one episode and Ezra called her princess, maybe I was like, um, where's my novel? (laughs) 
Anyways. The Ezra and Leia novel. Okay, but, like, I would read, like, a, like, um, I guess it would be kind of an anthology of, like, different, like, stories of the, like, sort of, like, children of the rebellion. So, like, all the people of that age group. Maybe I'm just obsessed with all of them and would like to see more of them. But like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just obsessed with the whole, that whole era, like in between the prequels and the OT. My favorite era of Star Wars, fun fact about me. So maybe I'm just like, we should get more kind of, listen, (laughs) you're not entirely wrong, but I think that like, and this is a part of why I love Hera so much and like why I love certain other characters in this era so much um that I won't get into because I could be here all day um because like I think um it's one of the most interesting time periods where they're like just ba- like the rebellion just barely exists and I'm talking more like earlier in this time period obviously by the time we get to rebels there's like more of an established rebellion but like we get to see it go from like literally nothing just like a small group of like little small groups of people here and there to them literally blowing up the Death Star. I think it's very cool and I yeah I will take any new content in that whole era that's why I'm like the bad batch so true because it covers like the beginning of that which is one of the most interesting parts because we see like how the empire is rising into power and that's why I'm glad that Hera was in the bad batch because she is obviously like we said like very instrumental to the rebellion later on and so we get to see where she is like as a child when these little like seeds of rebellion are just starting to be planted like very like literally right from the very beginning there are rebels like it's not like 14 years later in 5 BBY people decided to start rebelling like there were people right from the very beginning and Hera is like even though she's young so she's not necessarily like one of the people like like doing that because she's a child but she is still involved from the very beginning in the rebellion until we see her in rebels when the rebellion is like more formed and she is a bigger part in it all right okay i need to stop saying remember when it, no i keep being like time, every <laughs> single time i start talking that's what i start with um in the bad batch i can't believe we got like kanan well wayne and Hera. that was so cute Maybe more I think about every single day. I need to go find it. Someone had some fan art that was like Kanan and Hera as kids, and then behind them, like behind Kanan was Depa Balaba, and behind Hera was Chem and Eleni Sindula. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I would have to go find it. I will try to do that because it was a lot. (laughs) It was so good. Listen, I'm like not the kind of person who's like, I need everything to connect and blah 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 blah. But wouldn't it be literally the cutest thing if they both went into the Bad Batch season two and like saw each other from a distance and did like a little like like look back and look back forward and continue running on? That would make my entire life. That's what I want. Jennifer Corbett, listen to Fulcrum Transmissions. We're giving you grade a content right here you can this use is, this for this free you an emmy this is, <laughs> maybe i just want to see chopper again though <laughs> okay but i do like want to see at least Hera. like kanan kind of is just trying to survive right now so like there's not a ton that he can do in the bad batch season two but like Hera, especially if there's like a bit of a time jump i want to see her again and I really actually know, like, no i don't want to see Chim and eleni sandula again because she will she die. She might pass away. Uh, I want to know what happened to uh, Hera's brother. This is why we need a Hera novel. I'm maybe I'll write it. Maybe <laughs> I'll write, I'll write it and like mail it to Lucasfilm and be like, publish this. Do we have to talk about Jason Sindula? Jason Sindula, why do you look like that? Like I usually will defend Rebels animation, but like, what was that? I think we're at that point in the podcast where we need to pitch our ideas for novels. So I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to um, pitch my idea for anyone listening. Steal it. I don't care. I just want it to happen. Um, (laughs) I need a novel that takes place in between A New Dawn and um, the first season of Rebels in which Kanan and Hera and Chopper find Zeb and Sabine and start their ghost crew. So make it happen, please. Yeah, I need more like Rebels, like pre-Rebels content specifically of Zeb and Sabine because... We, like, know their backstories, but, like, I want to see it. Especially Sabine, because I'm a Sabine stan. And also, 
because Sabine has a very interesting backstory and also she is not that old and I'm like you did so much in not that much time people who are like I want Sabine to show up in the Bad Batch I'm like she's like a baby like me too but I don't think she's gonna be doing much can't wait to see Sabine and Hera in um the Ahsoka series though watch them literally kill both of them um that would be homophobic it it would really I be better like, oh, see Sabine Wren kiss a woman in the Ahsoka series. I was just gonna say that. Literally <laughs> any woman. Like, Look, I don't even know. Woman. Oh my god, we have gay people in our shows and they immediately kill yeah. her. No, they would. No, I need, like, everyone in the Ahsoka series that we know that's gonna be in it is gay already. So, like, let yeah. them be gay on screen. Oh my god, actually, we can talk about. I don't know the name of the episode because I can't do episode titles um but the episode where they send Hera to go pick up that like prototype of that fancy new ship and the guy who made it is like I don't want you flying my ship and Hera basically gives a speech it's not really a speech she's just talking to the guy but it feels like a speech because she's powerful um and where she's basically yeah literally like every time she talks I'm like that was a great speech and she's just like talking to someone and the ghost but she basically talks about like and now we've seen a bit more of this in the Bad Batch, how, like, all she ever wanted to do with fly- was fly. And, like, even when she's, like, in the heat of battle, when she's, like, piloting her own ship, she feels calm. And then the guy, who's some glupshito, I don't know his name, is like, you know what? Here's my ship. And then she flies it. And it's a really emotional scene for some reason, even though she's just, like, flying. But I was, like, crying over it. And it's just, like, a good moment for her. And it's one of the, like, big, like, obviously her piloting skills get showcased constantly because she's flying all the time but like that episode in particular is when we see like how much of a love for it she has really for like one of the first times that we like really really get to see that aside from just like oh she's really good at it but like she really does love it and even though like like she says like they're literally in the middle of these like huge battles but she's flying a ship and that is where she feels most at home and like most comfortable with herself It's so nice to see characters, especially women, who, like, have, like, something that they love. A hobby, yeah. (laughs) Even though, even though, yes, being a pilot is, like, essential to, like, the plot of the show, right? She still, it's, like, something that she absolutely loves doing, something that she'll do just for fun. Because as soon as you said that, I was, like, trying to think of other characters in Star Wars who have, like, any sort of hobby. (laughs) I just don't. Like, I know that they're, like, actively fighting in wars for the most part so they're not gonna be like oh but also I'm gonna like bake in my free time but also like read Silas loves to read yeah I'm like characters need to have fun even in the midst of like tragedy or they're not gonna be able to function and sometimes in Star Wars they're just like going from one thing to the next and I'm like aren't they like burnt out especially younger characters I'm like like Ahsoka Tano, I'm like, girl, no like 15 year old can function for that long and not like have fun. Ahsoka has no hobbies. Like yeah. her character. That's why I don't think Ahsoka, not just that's not the only reason, but that's why a part of me is like Ahsoka is not the greatest representation for women because she is only this like warrior until of course the Ahsoka novel and then we get a lot more characterization of her um okay we brought up the Ahsoka novel (laughs) anyways oh I was gonna give my hot take of the week um Harrison Duel is the best pilot in Star Wars and that includes and Poe Dameron that's all I don't that's not even like this is up for debate it's not it's not you know why because when we see her I think it's in that Afra arc she's literally piloting a ship remotely and then I forgot who it was but someone was like Hera how many ships are you flying right now and she's like "Mm, seven or eight Anakin Skywalker is nothing compared to you thinking about when is it I think it's Indira who pilots like two vectors at once using the fours yeah Hera her and Hera that whole that whole vector squad in the rising storm when I was reading it I was like Harris and Dula would love this Harrison Dula would have thrived in the High Republic era. Yeah. Is Harrison Dula force sensitive? It's possible. Remember when she said flying is about a feeling? And then <laughs> and, and then, then Omega, Omega went up to Tech. Tech, did you know flying was about a feeling? And Tech is like, what feeling? The best part of that episode is actually when 
Hera's like, have you ever flown this ship? And Omega's like, no, Tech won't let me fly the ship until I can like name every part of it. And she's like, that's stupid. Thank you so much for listening to Fulcrum Transmissions. Please feel free to send us questions. You can DM them to us on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. If you enjoy our podcast, please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'd really appreciate it. Next week on Girl Boss of the Week, we're talking about Sabe. So feel free to send us any questions you want us to answer about her. And make sure to go pre-order Queen's Hope, which comes out on April 5th. It is my new Joker, and you do not want to miss it. Once again, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye.